Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ego. Slendy. Ego. Slendy. Hey. Hit it up apart. Hit it up apart. Hit it with a strike. Hit it with a strike. From the national anthem. Anthem. To the bottom of the night. I'm in. Slendy. Ego. Slendy. Ego. Slendy. Ego. Slendy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 496 of the Talking for Hours podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you. Here it is October 20th, 2023. And here are some more player reviews. I've been doing these for a couple weeks now, right? Uh, Monday through Friday usually is when I'm doing these player season reviews. The other day I did four in one day. I did a couple shows. I wasn't planning on doing that, but there was the Jim Bowden piece that came out. So I did two shows. Then yesterday I did a couple um, talking about some of the pitchers on this Padres team. And today we got four player reviews for you. Eggie Rosario, Matthew Batten, Pedro Avila, and Matt Waldron are the season reviews for today. Hopefully you like this episode, you like this show, and stay tuned for the other player reviews coming down the line here again Monday through Friday. Uh, I'm going to get through the rest of the roster. There's some big names that I have not covered yet, so stay tuned on that. Um, let's start here with Matthew Batten. He had a, and this is his time in the majors. Uh, we'll start with Batten and Rosario, a .5 F4 for Matthew Batten. 43 games, a 258 average, 355 on base percentage, a 358 slug, 106 weighted runs created, plus 19 runs scored, 
11 runs driven in and two home runs. Obviously, this is not a guy that is a power hitter. And this is a guy that reminded me of Jake Cronenworth back in 2020 when Crony first came on the Padres. Didn't know a whole lot about him. And it's a guy that doesn't have a lot of power, but he can play multiple positions. And he could be a valuable piece on this Padres team. I think Matthew Batten has the edge to be on this Padres opening day roster as like one of the last infielders on this team um, come opening day next season. With Manny Machado DHing, that might leave an extra spot needed for someone that can go play infield because Manny's, if he's going to be DHing for the first month or whatever, Matthew Batten is going to be important there because Hassan Kim can move to third, Batten can play second, Crony, maybe he could play second base, Kim's at uh, short or Bogarts is it short or whatever Batten can play multiple infield positions now Eggy Rosario can do that as well so I think both of these guys you're going to see these two unless there's a trade or something a, a free agent addition or something that we don't know of yet obviously because the offseason hasn't started I would think that Matthew Batten and Eggy Rosario are going to be battling one another for or maybe they both get a roster spot but both of them are going to be battling for a roster spot come next spring training for this Padres team. I think Eggy Rosario has a little bit more power potential. His was more of a smaller sample size, though. He had 11 games, uh, 250 average, 270 on base, 500 slug, 106 weighted runs created plus, six runs scored, six RBI, and two home runs. So in much fewer games, much fewer action, much less action, I should say, he had the same amount of home runs as Matthew Batten did. But what I like from both of these players is that they like really gave it their all. And I, of course, they're going to give it their all because they're trying to fight for a major league roster spot in the future. But I did like that, you know, as this Padres season was, you know, coming to an end and it was pretty clear, at least to me, that this team wasn't going to make the postseason. These guys continued to fight and continued to hustle and they were willing to play multiple positions and do whatever. So. I appreciated that, and I enjoyed watching these guys play. Obviously, I want to see Manny play third base, and I wanted this team to be a postseason team this year. But, I mean, as as cool it is, as it is to have Bogarts and Manny and Soto and Tatis on your team, I was trying to look for, like, a positive at the end of the season. Like, maybe some of these guys could help this next year's team, and Matthew Batten and Edgar Rosario were a part of that. So, I don't have a great you know, pulse on who has the advantage. Is it Rosario? Is it Batten? I feel like I would give the edge to Batten. Um, but, you know, Rosario does have more, I think, of the power potential. So we'll see. I mean, Batten, again, like I give Batten the edge a little bit because I think he has a little bit more positional versatility. I think he's faster than Eggy Rosario. And he reminds me of that, like Jake Cronenworth from 2020. So, I'm a huge fan of Jake Cronenworth, so, you know, admittedly, maybe that's my bias there. And some people would have Eggy Rosario be the guy with the lead because Manny, if he's DHing, Rosario's more of a third baseman uh, than Matthew Batten is. Matthew Batten, I think, is more like second base, middle infield, uh, where Rosario, he's more third base. Uh, but Hassan Kim can play third base if they want Batten to play second base. Or these guys, I don't think these guys are going to get like starting playing time at the beginning of next season. But I think it's just seeing your roster. Maybe someone gets hurt in spring training. Maybe there's a trade and this guy fits better. 
or maybe one of these guys is traded. So it makes it, you know, common sense, obviously, that the player that wasn't traded, he's going to be on the roster. We shall see. But I saw some positives from Eggie Rosario, from Matthew Batten. I thought they both made good plays in the field. Uh, Rosario, again, he has a little bit more power, though, than Matthew Batten. So maybe he has the edge there. Uh, we shall see, though. I think Batten is probably someone that they'd rather have as a pinch runner. Uh, maybe late in games, maybe they'd rather have Batten. I don't know. We'll see. But I liked what I saw from Batten and Rosario in the time that they played at the big league level. I'm not going to sit here and act like I watched all the El Paso games and saw who these guys totally were. I didn't do that. But at the big league level, from what I saw, I was encouraged. All right. Moving to the other two I wanted to hit on here, Matt Waldron and Pedro Avila. These two guys are similar like Batten and Rosario, those two are pitchers, Walden and Avila, but guys that will be fighting for a roster spot, I think, come spring training next year. And I'm saying that because the rotation is very questionable right now. Like, And I, I say, I mean questionable, like we just don't know the future of this starting rotation. So it feels like these guys could be in a spot where they're fighting for maybe the five spot in the rotation, or if the Padres decide to go with a six-man rotation, maybe one of these guys is getting that sixth spot if they want to have Musgrove and Darvish have these guys go into the season or whoever they bring in, have them go in a little bit easy. You know, maybe they bring Seth Lugo back or Michael Waka and, you know, want to give them an extra day for the first month or so of the year, and then they go back to a five-man. You know, we'll see. I think it's based on roster composition, but Matt Waldron, 41 and a third innings at the big league level this year. 4-3-5 ERA, a 1-2-3-4 whip. Very easy to say, 1-2-3-4. Three, 31 strikeouts, a walk, uh, nine home runs, zero hit batters. Pedro Avila, a .6 F4, 14 games, 50 and a third innings pitched. 3-2-2 ERA, a 1-3-5-1 whip, 54 punch outs, 25 walks, three home runs allowed, and five hit batters. If I had to pick someone who has the edge in the rotation, I would probably pick Matt Waldron. But that's because Pedro Avila, he has something that Waldron doesn't, right? Like Waldron is that, he has that knuckleball. And if he can throw that more, he can get better with that and he can locate some of his other pitches. That's something where the Padres are probably like, yeah, let's have this guy fight for a rotation spot. And Pedro Avila, if we looked at his splits, versus like rotation versus bullpen. His splits here in the rotation, he had a 491 ERA in six starts. And his his whip was 1675 as a starter. His whip as a reliever was 1014. Like there was a difference. I don't know if he was more comfortable coming out of the bullpen because he's not walking out to the bullpen before the game starts and having this big routine, he can just do it. No one's paying attention to him in the bullpen. I don't know what is going through his mind or whatever, but he performed better as a reliever compared to when he was a starter. And Matt Waldron, at the end of the season, and this is just a few starts, I don't want to read too much into this, but Matt Waldron, if I go look at his game logs here, at the end, it seemed like he was getting more comfortable starting games uh, here. In, now, it's September. They weren't playing the best team. So, again, I don't want to read too much into this, but 
Avila had better numbers. Um, my hat is creased. Sorry. As I'm, I'm looking at myself, like, what the heck is going on here? There we go. Okay. It's just the style of the hat. I like these snap. There we go. It was just creased. So sorry for the first 10 minutes that the YouTube audience had to see that. I apologize. <laughs> um, I was just looking at stats here for the, the whole time. Okay. Back to the game logs here. So Waldron, like it looked like he was more comfortable as a starting pitcher. The last three outings, five and a third innings against Oakland, five and a third, two earned runs, five punch outs, one walk. And then September 22nd against the Cardinals, five and two thirds innings, one earned run, nine punch outs, two walks. September 27th against the Giants, he finishes his season going six innings, five hits, two walks, two runs allowed, two strikeouts. So sometimes he'd strike out a lot of guys. Sometimes he wouldn't strike out a lot of guys. And I don't think that the Padres should expect Matt Waldron to, to punch out a bunch of guys because that's not who he is. He's not a super high-velocity guy. He is someone that is someone that like relies on his location and deception having that knuckleball. Um, I think he should use it more because I think if he gets more comfortable with that, he uses it more in the offseason, in spring training, that could be a real weapon for him. And I'm not saying that he should be like Ari Dickey or Tim Wakefield and that's all he uses. But if you use it more, the opposing batters are going to be thinking about it more because it's not a pitch where they can just spit on or eliminate it from because, oh, he's going to throw it once every so often. I can just focus on the other pitches. No, if you throw it a good amount of times, they have to really think about that. And they're like, uh-oh, is a knuckleball going to come? If they get behind an account, uh-oh, is a knuckleball going knuckleball to come? They're thinking about the knuckleball. And then a fastball at 94 comes, and it looks like it's 97, 98, because they were focusing maybe, they were looking maybe for a knuckleball. So I'm interested in seeing how Matt Waldron can do, assuming that he is with this Padres organization come spring training next year. Um, and I'm interested to see what role they give Pedro Avila. Like, do they allow him to compete for a starting rotation spot? Do they start him some games in spring training just to do it? And then they have him be like a long relief guy and make the roster maybe be like the Nabil Chrismat of the 2024 Padres, you know? Um, we'll see Nick Martinez. Is he back? I think he will be back. Is he going to get a starting spot? And then Pedro Avila can kind of go into that Nick Martinez role, make some starts, but for the most part, he's relieving. We'll see. I'm, I, I saw kind of like Rosario and Batten. I saw some positives from both of these guys, Matt Walton at the end there, and Pedro Avila definitely out of the bullpen. I'm not saying Pedro Avila sucked as a starting pitcher, but he did struggle a little bit. Um, I just look back at like, the, the Dodgers, I think it was the Sunday night baseball game where he saved the bullpen. Coming out of the bullpen, I think we're leaving for Rich Hill. And he pitched really well. Maybe maybe gave up one run in that outing. Let me double check. He finished with a 3-2-2 ERA. The Dodger game, they were at home. August 6th, he went four and two-thirds innings. I think Rich Hill started this game. They lost 8-2, to two, but that was because Rich Hill had already given it up. Four and two-thirds innings and gave up one run. Struck out seven Dodgers, walked just one. The one run he gave up was a home run. And then he did get some starts after that. He started on August 26th at Milwaukee. Four and a third only, gives up five runs. He started against the Giants, goes three innings and gives up six runs. Um, he started, he did have a great start against the Phillies, though. September 5th, he goes six and two-thirds innings. 
gives up no runs. He walks six, but that was an outing that I think he told the media after the game. That's an outing I'm never going to forget. That was his first big league win in his career. So sometimes he was pitching well as a starter, but then there were other times. Um, let's see here. This I think this was the big comeback win at Dodger Stadium. He started, went two and two-thirds innings and gave up seven earned runs. Walked three, gave up two home runs. But he finished off the season not starting games. And this was at Oakland. He goes three innings, gives up no runs, two and two-thirds innings on September 23rd. Gave up a couple runs. Um, but then October 1st against Chicago, goes five innings. He did start that game. Uh, goes five innings, though, gives up no runs. So he can do a little bit of both, but it seemed like he was more comfortable out of the bullpen. I don't. I forget if someone in the media asked Pedro Avila if he was more comfortable coming out of the bullpen um, in comparison to as a starter, but it felt like he was. So I'm not going to be surprised if they start him some spring training games. I won't be surprised if they start him some games next year for a spot start. But I would probably rather have Matt Waldron get the starting opportunity and have Avila be in the bullpen as like a long man if both guys were going to be on the roster next year. That's how I would think. And then either Rosario Batten, if I had to choose one of those, I'd probably go with Matthew Batten right now. But I don't have a huge sample size of both guys. I have a bigger sample size at the major league level for this past season of Matthew Batten, so maybe that's why. I think he plays good defense. Um, not as much power, but he can play multiple infield positions. He can pinch run. Flexible. Um, I would go with him, but I think there's Eggy Rosario fans out there that would have a strong argument to go with Eggy Rosario. Um, short episode today, but these are guys where I'm not going to talk about them each for an hour. You know, there's limited playing time from all of these guys at the big league level this year. Rosario, Batten, Waldron, Avila. And these guys, they're interesting, but they're not the superstars. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how these guys do in spring training. And what does the roster look like in the offseason going into spring training? Are these guys still in the organization? And based on what the roster looks like, the guaranteed contracts, I think we'll have a better idea of what these guys' roles will be for this Padres team. But for like diehard fans like me that follow this team every day, this is a storyline that I'm going to watch, not in the offseason, but in spring training. Seeing how these guys do, did they progress? Did they get better? What roles are they in for the Padres? How will an opening day roster shape up for Korea and for when they're back home at Petco for their home opener? And how do these guys maybe possibly fit into this roster? So leave your thoughts in the comments on YouTube, on social media, at Talking Friars, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Your thoughts on Rosario, Batten, Avila, Waldron. Do you want these guys on the team next year? Do you guys think that these guys could be used in possible trades? Um, do you think these are guys are just El Paso guys? Uh, I'm sure some fans want upgrades, better upgrades, more depth on the bench. They don't want to see Rosario and Batten play so much, and I understand that. Uh, but there were some positives that I saw from these guys. I'm sure some don't want to see Avila and Waldron making starts. They want more depth. They want guys that they know, and I understand that. But... The Padres, they are, they're in a spot right now where their best pitching prospects are at double-A, not at triple-A. But you still want to win, so you probably want to bring in some veterans, but you're trying to lower the payroll as well, so that might be a little bit tougher. So are trades going to happen? Are they going to try to trust Avila and Waldron? Are they going to bring up guys quicker than maybe 
they would have if they had some talent at AAA. It's interesting. So we'll see. Before we get out of here, just a reminder, code Talking for Hours, $20 off your order on SeatGeek. Please use that to your advantage, trying to help you out there. Underdog Fantasy, 100% deposit match up to $100. The postseason's going on right now. There's other sports that you can do pickums as well. So click the link in the description for that on Underdog Fantasy or use code TalkingFriars, BreakingT.com. Some great San Diego sports swag there. Padres, Aztecs, San Diego Wave. San Diego Wave semifinal playoff match tickets November 5th against either OL Reign or Angel City, the winner of that match coming up this weekend. Those tickets are available on San Diego Wave's website, so go there for that. Yaglion Bros, they're, they're the main sponsor of the show. They have been tremendous to me throughout our partnership, and they also have great food. It's not just because they're good to me. It's because they have tremendous food as well. Best cheesesteaks, garlic fries in San Diego. Their main location is on Friars Road. They're located inside Snapdragon Stadium and Petco Park, so go check them out. Um, say that Ben from Talking Friars sent you over there. Great food there. Uh, and Foco, some great Padres bobbleheads and collectibles. Click the link in the description for that. That's going to do it here. Short show, but just continuing to go through these season reviews. Eggy Rosario, Matthew Batten, Pedro Avila, and Matt Waldron. Thank you so much for the time, and enjoy the rest of your day. See ya. 